All right, here we are on a, a Monday, and we're talking about how to love your body, even if you don't like how it looks. Can you imagine? It's possible, I promise you, and I think it's helpful, super helpful. Uh, so let's just start with the obvious, you know? You may have spent a lot of years not liking your body, and uh, especially certain parts of it, you know? And uh, how do you change it? You know, loving your body is one of those things like you know you should do it, but it's like it's hard to actually feel it, right? Um, so I want to give you some actual strategies, some some legitimate real strategies you can use to actually genuinely love your body. Because I know you know you should, right? But it's one of those things like, yeah, I should, but you don't feel it, right? So how do you get yourself to feel it? Because just take one step behind that. If you're hating your body, which is what most people do, they try and hate themselves. They, they try and hate their body to try and generate the motivation to get themselves to take the right action and lose weight. And so that's probably the strategy you're following. We call this a motivation strategy, right? Start noticing what your motivation strategies are, by the way, because then you'll start to recognize what works and what doesn't. But pain-based motivation strategies are the norm for most people. They try and get really upset with how they look or how they feel, um, and then try and turn that into motivation to start doing better, eating healthier, exercising, whatever it may be. And so right off the bat, we're going down a different direction where instead of hating yourself and then assuming that once you lose the weight, then you'll start to love yourself, we're going to start with loving yourself right now, right? And again, just simply, if you think about someone you hate and think about someone you love, which one do you want to do more nice things for? And which one do you want to punish? Okay. So I mean, it's basic at the core. You can't hate yourself healthy. There's no magical point where you hate yourself, hate yourself, hate yourself, and all of a sudden I love myself. You know, it doesn't work that way. If you start by hating yourself, what's going to happen is you just get more and more focused on what you hate about yourself. I can tell you this. I had a, a program yourself thin coach who got certified and she was a bodybuilder, like a literal competitive female bodybuilder. And I said, what was it like when you got to the actual the, the show shape, like right before you're about to go on the stage? She goes, I would look and see other parts of my body I hated. You see what I'm saying? So it never, ever ends potentially. You have to end it right now. Right now, while you're listening to this, while you're watching this, end it right now, okay? And start with a sense of love for yourself, right? And so it doesn't matter, never mind the look part for a second. And so the secret to loving yourself, because again, I just want to reinforce, and I want to point this out, that you know you should love yourself. Anyone that you would talk to, friends, people you care about, they want to lose weight, you would tell them to love themselves, okay? But then if you try to do it for yourself, you can't generate that feeling, because you're so conditioned to hate your body and things you don't like about it, all right? So how do you do it? The big shift is to change your focus, what you're paying attention to, from visual ones to functional ones. So what do I mean is this. Instead of looking at parts of your body that you love how they look, which is what you intuitively do, that's how deep this programming is. When I say, what part of your body do you love, you're thinking about something you visually is appealing, right? Oh, I got nice... Nice calves, I got nice legs, I got nice eyes, nice hands, right? We're not talking about that. We're talking about functional love, right? And this, I love to start from this place because it's going to be a genuine feeling of love you have. So what do I mean? If your legs work, okay, if you have active working legs, do you love them? Never mind the shape of them. I'm talking about, do you love the fact that they work and you can walk on them, climb upstairs with them, get in and out of the car, drive a car with it? right? What's the saying? We don't know what we got till it's gone. If you compare this against someone who's lost the ability to move their legs, do you love the fact that you have legs that you can use? 
Okay, so what this comes taps into is a sense of gratitude and appreciation for what you have. And so you're so fixated on looking at your body and what you don't like about it that you forget to see all the parts of your body that work really well, that you're thankful for, totally grateful for. And so we start with the legs and we move on to the eyes, right? Can you see, right? Now again, compare this to if you couldn't see, okay? So this is a way to start loving your body in a very functional way. And you can go to any part of your body you care about, your ears, your ears work, right? As opposed to being deaf and not being able to hear anything. Something you don't usually take, um, you, you don't know and feel grateful for, okay? But now's your chance. Um, you know, parts of your body you don't like, your, your butt, right? Maybe you're glad your butt works, right? You got these gluteus muscles that can allow you to walk and sit down. Right? So I'm getting a little silly with it, but you get the idea of it where you start to really truly, now this is something that's best done in a meditative calm state where you really take a few minutes to sit down, close your eyes and really feel grateful for the body that you got right? And all the things that you can do with it. And you reference people that have lost this ability, right? People that have got amputated or they've lost the ability to move it or they've gone blind or they've had some sort of accident or some sort of disease and it's taken these things away. And this is where you want to start this process from. One of genuine, genuine functional love and caring for your body, okay? Because this changes the whole quality of it. All of a sudden you start to feel genuinely love for your body, appreciation for it. You know, you've been so conditioned to think of your body from such a visual perspective that you can go through your whole life just hating your body just because you don't like how it looks. And why do you not like how it looks, by the way? Why? Because what? Because the media has told you it should look like this. It, it's it's insanity, but it's it's overwhelming insanity. So we buy into it. Right. So, again, it's so helpful to really get to the core of what your body's there for. It's a machine to work. And so if your body's working and the machine's working, let's appreciate that part. And if you're having trouble appreciating that, reference someone who doesn't have that ability, someone who's lost their legs, someone who has gone blind, right? Someone who can't hear, right? And start appreciating what you can do. And then from there, if you want to go into visual things, that's fine too, okay? Because we do live in a modern world where visual stuff matters. I understand that. Um, but we want to minimize it. We want to put it in context, you know, if I could choose between having, um, you know, a part of my love handles or the ability to walk, <laughs> love handles or the ability to see, you see what I'm saying? It puts things in perspective. And I think it's a proper perspective that you really need to reinforce, right? Because the culture is constantly giving us this shitty message that says we have to look this way. And if we don't look this way, then you're not good enough. You know what I mean? That's a constant message coming at us. And never mind for your weight, for your own personal happiness. You know, you have to recognize that bullshit message that's coming at us and say, no, no, I don't care that about how I look. I care about how I feel. You know, I care about how my body's working. I'm telling you, this is a much better way to go about it. I promise you, because you have very little motivation built into your body and brain for how you look, right? You evolved in a situation where there weren't any scales. There were no pictures. There were no mirrors. There was no fashion. You know, this idea of us having the right shaped body like, like you know what I mean like I'm not even talking about like I'm, I'm not talking about like like fat and health wise I'm talking about literal like if you have love handles like if your butt's a little bigger your legs my leg skinny legs who gives a shit <laughs> you know what I mean who gives a shit it, it doesn't matter you know what I mean but we're, we're just we're so bombarded by the dumbness that we get caught up in it 
Okay, so this is your chance to, to wake yourself up, right? I'm a hypnotist. So again, I, I always thought I was gonna be hypnotizing people to put them, you know, to help them lose weight, but it's more about waking them up. Wake up. You're, you're a human being with a functioning body, hopefully, and start focusing on that and start feeling love and gratitude and happiness that you have this body as opposed to always zooming into the things that what? That don't look like the social norm or don't look like the social not norm, right? I was watching a show the other day. I'm getting a tangent, but I saw this thing and it was a plastic surgeon and he was talking about like all the symmetrical things of a face and what we find to be the most attractive. And um, it was like, I don't know. I mean, is that really true? <laughs> I don't even know if it's true because it's like, I was, I was starting to think about, I'm like, you know, what we're finding attractive on this level only can exist in a mediated world, right? Because we're exposed to literally thousands and thousands of images of faces a day now, right? It's completely unnatural because in the natural world, you just have your, your relatively small group of people you see, right? And you have context with them, right? You have an understanding of not only what they look like, but who they are, by the way they carry themselves, the way they speak, how they show up in the world, right? And now we've moved in this bizarro world where we just see images for a second and it causes us to start valuing things in a completely unnatural way. Right. All we're valuing a person on is just a, a visual image. So I don't know. I, I know it's a part of the, our, con, con, you know, our world right now where we're at, but it doesn't mean we always have to buy into it. We don't have to get lost in it all the time. So you, the more you can take a step back and really appreciate the functional nature of your body, that's where you're going to be able to tap into a genuine sense of love. Because I know you're not going to be able to, you might never, you might never be able to love your body the way you think you're going to be able to. Because if you're trying to love your body by how you look, good luck. Because you're never going to look perfect. There's always going to be something wrong. That's why I was reeling with the surgeon talking about the symmetry, symmetry of a face. You know, And what is he doing? He's picking out a person that was already top 1% of symmetry. And then they got a bunch of other surgery to make it even more symmetrical. So we're like measuring ourselves against this 1% of 1% of the population that got surgery on top of that. And we're saying, that's what I want to look like. If I don't look like that, then I'm not good enough. It's insanity. It's insanity because who gives a shit? You're probably not a model. You're probably not an actor, an actress who gives a shit if your face is symmetrical or you know what I mean? Like, like we were just, we're valuing the wrong thing. I'm getting carried away. I've calmed down. <laughs> the point is I want to, I want to just contrast that with the functional aspects of your body. So it's like, if you're sitting there hating your body and it works, you got arms that move, hands, you got hands that, that grasp, grasp things, you got legs that, that can make you walk and run and jump, you got eyes that can see the world, ears that can hear it, don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't, I, I don't mean to say that, but don't be an asshole. Don't be a person who only cares about how you look. It's insulting. <laughs> it's insulting to yourself mostly too, by the way. So what I mean, the reason I bring a big point of this is because what I've seen to be the more effective motivation to master your weight is not how you're going to look. Because most people I end up working with are, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Oh, thanks, thanks for that. Um, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. They're in relationships. They've got kids. Their, their life is kind of what it is, okay? And them dropping three, four sizes in clothes, them losing 20, 40 pounds visually, like their partner's got, not gonna like, you know, now, now they're going to stay with them. <laughs> their kids aren't going to love them more. Their, their business people that they work with aren't going to care about them more and give them promotions. You know what I mean? Like this idea that us looking different is absolutely going to change this world is, is just not real. What is real is when you start mastering your weight is you can feel better. 
You can become more functional. You can become stronger. You can walk further. <laughs> you can see better. You know what I mean? Like this is where we want to focus on because as you get older, the visual part of how you look starts becoming way less important than the functional aspects of how you're able to move and live. You, you've got to put this in your brain because listen, if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, no one in the history of the world has been raised with more dumb bullshit put in their heads than us. Okay. Dumb, dumb, dumb bullshit. <laughs> All right. I'm cleaning the language up, but it's just true, right? I mean, it's just never ending ads of how we're supposed to look and we're missing the main picture, the main point that when you start getting to be 50, 60, 70, how you look is way less important than how you feel, how much, how easy it is for you to move around, how long you're going to be able to move around independently. These are the things that are going to matter to you more for longer. I promise you, you know this, right? So now's your chance to start orienting yourself to the functional aspects of your body and your weight and health so that you start fixating on those. And it becomes, that's the engine that's driving the process. You can want to look good too, by the way. So I'm not saying don't want to look better, look like the best version you can, because that's fun. Okay. But it's fun. It's not going to be enough motivation most likely for you to, to really get the results you're looking for, because what's truly motivating to you is to be able to feel good in your body, to live as long as you can, to be as independent and mobile as long as you can, right? To feel good, to be active, to move, to live. These are the things that are truly motivating to the core of you. And so why not orient them right now instead of pretending like the only thing that matters about your weight loss is how you look, okay? There's way more things to that. All right. So that's the way to start feeling a sense of love for your body is all the things it can do now and really connecting to those. You know, gratitude is one of those things. It's um, it's like an exercise. It's a muscle. Your gratitude muscle is a muscle. And I got to tell you, I think all of us, this is my big conspiracy theory of, of at least America, is one thing that binds us all together more than anything else in, in this country beyond religion or politics is we're all consumers. You know what I mean? Like we're all consumers. And I think what drives a lot of that consumerism is this Lack of gratitude for what we got, right? Because it's like, it's never enough, right? We just never have enough. We're never satisfied. We're never content, you know? And that keeps us just wanting more. And I think that that bleeds over into the weight loss motivation where we think it's just never enough. And deep down, like that ruins your motivation because I remember for a while, I'm like, oh, I want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. That's like, I look at myself, I'm not looking, if I had that body, I'm not going to look like Brad Pitt. Like he's Brad Pitt, he's himself, and I'm going to be me, you know? But it's like, as soon as I stop trying to be looking like him, that's when I kind of tap into my real power. Who do I want to be? You know, who, who is the best version of you? Never mind how you look wise. <laughs> how about you living wise? How much energy do you want to have? How good do you want to feel? How active do you want to be? What things do you want to do? What adventures do you want to go on? What kind of freedom do you want to experience as you get older? What kind of aging process do you want to experience as you, as you get older as well? You know, these are the big questions. And to just think like, oh, I want to be a size of whatever. We're, we're minimizing the whole process down into almost, meaning almost nothing because it doesn't mean anything to your mind. You know, it, wanting to look better is what we call an extrinsic motivator. It's one that you... You can get it. I mean, you're a human being. You understand what things mean, but it's such a weak form of motivation, extrinsic motivation. It depends on other people, right? So most people just want to lose weight because they want other people to think they look good. You know, I always use it as a litmus test. Would you even care about your weight if you're the only person on the planet? Would you worry about your weight at all if you're the only person that lived? Right? A lot of people say, no, no, I wouldn't give a shit then, you know? 
Well, there you go. All your motivation is just purely extrinsic. It's just based on other people. It's the weakest form of motivation. And that's what most people are basing their whole weight loss process on. And listen, you got to stop thinking about it as a weight loss. You have to think of it as a weight mastery, okay? And you want to, I'm going to get to these questions too, by the way, in one second. Um, you want to start thinking about weight mastery, long-term success, functional. How do I want to live? How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? You know, that's way more motivating, you know, to your mind than to just say, I want to look a certain way. All right. So again, generating that love right now, you got to start this process right now, right? Because it's never going to happen. I promise you, I promise you, if you're just focusing on how you look, you're never going to get to this place of perfection. I promise you, right? If, if this female bodybuilder could in, I mean, she literally, it's like, what else do you want? But there's, our brain can always look and say, oh, I don't have this though. Oh, but look at that. Oh, I can pinch an inch there. And then it makes us feel bad. You see? So it's the way we're orienting ourselves to this whole process from the beginning that's going to dictate so many of your results that you're getting. You know, so you got to recognize this um, right from the get-go and start yourself on the right path. Right? Someone says, I think when COVID first started, a lot of people over eight being in lockdown. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. I really do. Um, for a lot of reasons too, by the way. Okay. So one of the big things, it's important to understand that like uncertainty is like kryptonite to your brain, right? Like not knowing what's going on. It's very unsettling to your mind. And so COVID was like the max experience of that, right? So that's one factor of it. The other thing is that for a lot of people now, all of a sudden they're around food all day long right? And they're at home. And so it's like, it's a whole new reality. And, you know, the food's there to kind of take their mind off it. So that's real stuff. All right. That, that's really, really important. Um, whoops, hold on a second. So, but, but I want to talk COVID some more here for a second. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to tell me, I got to take care of some personal business here. Yeah. You can come get them. <laughs> that's code that's code for the person i'm speaking to <laughs> so yeah but covid's a real thing right so let's talk about that a little because one of the worst things that happened is that i i talk about this a lot of my clients that there's reasons and excuses okay and so it's a re it's, it's an excuse if like it's ongoing you're not really trying to fix it covid was a legit reason you know what i mean like that was like a bomb going off in people's lives and, and it, it it was a bomb that affected us in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways we don't even realize yet Okay. Um, so I think a lot of people got into bad habits with COVID and have kind of continued them, you know? So I think it's important to recognize that it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's important to recognize that that was a real thing. And so the first step is to, I don't want to say, it's not like let yourself off the hook. Cause I know people hear that stuff and they always think they have to be really hard on themselves. And I just did a video on this being up a perfectionist, but I think, you know, like, like COVID was a hopefully a once in a lifetime thing, but at least it, when it happened, it was a, that's never happened before. Okay. And so it was a legitimate thing happening that we had to deal with. And, uh, I think a lot of people didn't deal with it in the best way possible, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Like give yourself a little bit of grace and calm down and now go to work on fixing some of the bad habits you may have acquired during that. Okay. But I think the solution starts by relaxing a little with yourself. I'll tell you one of the worst things about weight loss for people is that they're so hard on themselves, you know? Now this goes into a whole bunch of reasons why. But one of the big reasons is people think in order to lose weight, they have to be perfect. And they think they know what they need to do. They just need to get themselves to do it, which is the complete wrong way to look at it. You don't know what to do. If you're overweight and you're struggling to lose the weight, it's because you don't know 
how to live as a thin person. You've got to you've got to define it that way. Just because you know a couple tactics, oh, I know I should, I know I should eat better, I know I should stop eating so many carbs. Those are just tactics. You know, it's like if I've never played the piano and I'm like, oh, I know how to play the piano. I just got to hit the keys in the right order at the right time. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm just minimizing the process down to like something that means practically nothing. No, if I want to play the piano, I need to keep practicing it. Okay. And losing weight's the same thing. You've got to practice acting, thinking, and feeling like a thin person. And you're, so you, most people completely approach this process completely wrong, thinking that they know what they need to do and they just need to force themselves to do it. And so you're trying to micromanage the process with your willpower. It doesn't work. You know, you need to look at it more like practicing. You have an idea. It's like, so if I never play the piano, okay, well, I got an idea. Oh, okay, now I got to learn some scales. And I got to practice the scales though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think when you when you play an instrument or you do something that requires some physical skill, or something we've all done, right? Learning how to write with our hands, right? So you know everything there is to write, but you can only do it with one hand. So you don't need to learn, you don't need to read a book about how to write with the other hand. You you know all the information of how to write. What do you have to do to practice to write with the other hand? You gotta practice it, you know? You gotta install it into your nervous system. Cause it's not you that knows how to write. You don't logically know how to write. You just can do it now, you know? And so, um, I don't know, this is really important. And, and people, that's why they get such shitty results with the weight loss stuff is that you're fundamentally approaching it wrong, wrong. And what happens is be, you're approaching it wrong, you don't realize it. And so you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you know? But you don't realize it's the wrong strategy because it's almost impossible for people to separate weight loss from dieting at this point. You know what I mean? Like they're just one and the same. Because, well, how am I going to lose weight if I don't diet? What would you do? You know, these the diet is like this 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 virus that's glommed onto our brains, and we can't even think straight about weight loss anymore. Which isn't a surprise because the diets are all owned by the big food companies. You know this, right? Can you imagine Weight Watchers was owned by uh, who was it? They were owned by Heinz. Uh, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company that owns uh, Atkins Foods is owned by the same company that owns Onion Pretzels and Cinnabon. You know, these companies don't want you to eat less of their food, right? What sense would that make? Um, so they give you these shitty, half-assed, inadequate strategies to lose weight and they don't work. And the worst part is you blame yourself for it when it's a, just a shitty strategy, right? Someone says, should I do self-hypnosis every day? I am using it to try and change how I react to my tinnitus. Oh yeah, I would use hypnosis every day. Um, so let's talk about hypnosis for a second because you're always hypnotizing yourself. So everyone can be hypnotized. Not everyone can be hypnotized by a hypnotist. Not everyone can go into a deep trance. You don't need to go into a trance to go into hypnosis and have hypnosis be useful. Hypnosis is really the process of programming your subconscious mind. And so anytime you want to create an important change in your life, yeah, I'd use the hypnosis every day. In my program, that's the very first thing I teach people is the program yourself thin technique. It's a self-hypnotic programming technique you use on yourself every night. It only takes a minute or two, but it's you literally programming your subconscious mind. There's nothing more powerful for you to create change than understanding how to program your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is in control of everything that's in your life. <laughs> like literally, um, you're a subconscious creature. You're designed to run on autopilot. You're not designed to make every single food decision consciously and like, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Right? Imagine if you had to remind yourself to breathe all day. We'd all be dead. We're not built to consciously be aware of every single thing we're doing, every choice we're making. You're not. It's, it, that's why you can diet for a little while. And then what happens? You just feel burnt out. You're, you're exhausted from it because you're not meant to be that way. 
you know? But so yeah, using self-hypnosis every day, I would strongly recommend that. The better you get at it, the better your results will get. Someone says, exactly, I'm doing better now. I'm trying to exercise more and not eating all the fast food I did. Yeah, that's great, Arlene. Um, it's that, That's what it is. And, and, and so I'm glad you're saying that because it's, again, I would say there's a lot of things about dieting that's really bad, but the big, big problem with dieting is, I think one of the biggest ones is the all or nothing mindset of dieting where it's like you're either doing it or you're not doing it, you know? And um, again, you know, if you put that, concept of all or nothing in a different context. So let's go back to the piano. Let's just say you're going to play the piano, but you have this mindset that, that your teacher, say, let's say you got a teacher for piano and they showed you how to play a song. And then you went to it and you said, I, if I can't play it, then, then screw it. I just not gonna be able to do it. Right. So we call this a fixed mindset, right? So if you, you try something that didn't work, you say, oh, it's because I can't do it. Right. As opposed to a growth mindset, which is, oh, I, I haven't been able to do it. Let me practice this some more so I can be able to do it. Right. But when it comes to weight loss, people are pretty much oriented to being a fixed mindset. Right. And so you, you try the diet. It worked or it didn't work. And if it didn't work, it's because you don't have willpower. You're just you're addicted to food. You're lazy. Whatever negative label you put on yourself, that's why you think you can't lose weight. And you almost never question the diet. And this is because the diets are tricky in the sense that they always seem different. Right, they always got a different strategy. So one will say, ah, don't eat carbs. This one says, don't eat for a couple hours. This one says, don't eat fat, whatever, right? There's a million different diets all telling you different stuff. But at the core of it basically is them saying, here's the plan, make yourself follow it, right? And so every diet is you trying to force yourself to act differently, to eat differently. And you never learn how to get yourself to do the things that will allow you to live at your goal weight, you know? And so I think that's the missing piece of pretty much every weight loss plan. In addition to a holistic approach, you know, that that's another piece. I always say like, metaphorically, I think people approach dieting as if like, when you stop your car, imagine you kept your foot pinned down on the gas and then just push really hard on the brake. That's kind of how people try and diet. Because their lifestyle is kind of the, the gas pedal and then their willpower is the brake, right? But they've got their foot all the way down, their lifestyle is all the way down on the gas pedal. So your lifestyle is causing you to have all these unhealthy cravings. It's causing you to never feel satisfied and full. It's causing you to feel exhausted and tired so you don't have the energy to make the changes. Um, it's a busy day, you're on the phone. Um, it's causing you to, uh, your moods are all over the place. So that's really hard to eat well when your moods are all over the place. Um, your willpower is down, right? Your ability to focus and be clear. Is, so, I mean, your lifestyle, I think, I always think of the mindset piece is, is the, the foundation, the ultimate foundation. If your mindset's not right, I don't know. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't see how you're going to get any results. But then once you kind of get your mindset right, then the, the actuality of it is you got to get your lifestyle supporting you. You know, I, I know because I've been working on myself 30 years. I lost 50 pounds and I've kept it off. And I've got all the mindset piece down, okay? But if all of a sudden my lifestyle changed tomorrow, it would be very difficult for me to continue eating the way I eat, right? So again, in my, my world, there's the mindset piece is on the bottom, it's the foundation. I think of like a pyramid. The mindset's on the bottom, it's the most important. Then there's the lifestyle piece. And then there's the eating strategies up at the top. And the eating strategies, like technically those are the most important thing in regards to your weight, but it's the lifestyle and the mindset piece that allows you to be able to eat in a way 
that's going to allow you to lose weight. Does that make sense? You know, I think people approach diets as if it's, it's crazy. I mean, literally, I think you're in a trance. If you're struggling with your weight, I think you are literally in a hypnotic trance that's been put there by the diets. And I think the way you think about weight loss is so completely backwards and wrong that you almost could never lose weight. And, and I don't say that to be negative. I, I say it to point it out because you're probably sitting there saying, I'm the reason I can't lose weight. There's something wrong with me. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the ability to, to change my, my behaviors, my habits. I can't lose weight. I've tried everything. Nothing works. You know, And I know that's not true because I've spent 20 years professionally working with people that thought they tried everything and turns out, hey, they didn't. <laughs> not even close. Because have you tried programming your subconscious mind? Have you worked on implementing a lifestyle system that supports your goal weight? Have you used custom-made strategies for eating that revolve around your preferences, your genetics, your lifestyle? No. <laughs> so if that's the case, you know, you can't say you tried everything. You've tried everything you know of, which is probably diets. You've tried every diet you know of, but every diet's the same in the sense that, okay, let me put it this way. Dieting is like, remember just say no to drugs in the 80s, right? And Nancy Reagan's big thing. This big breakthrough that we just need to say no to drugs, right? And it's like, it's that's such a goofy idea now, right? Because we realize just how inadequate it is, right? There's way more going on under the surface that's got to be dealt with if someone's really going to recover from drug addiction. Just saying no, right? But we're in the just say no diet phase, right? We're in the just say no phase of weight loss because that's what a diet is, is it not? It, again, I want to give you the glasses, the awareness, the senses to look at a diet from this point forward and say, you know what? I don't think that's going to work for me because it's not showing me how to get myself to do it. It's just another plan. <laughs> you know enough, right? I always say this, that if you're, if you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat today and then you just did, you ate that automatically, you wouldn't have any problem losing weight, would you? Would you? You know enough what you should and shouldn't eat. You know, they can always optimize your nutrition. You know what I mean? Like there's always that, but you, you know enough of what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it consistently. You've got to recognize that as the problem, because if you don't realize that's the core problem, you're never going to fix it, right? We can't fix what we don't know is broken. And I'm telling you what's broken is your mindset. The way you think about weight loss is literally broken, you know, and it's because you've been hypnotized by the diet industry. Listen, how many diet ads have you seen in your life? probably millions. And they are all, again, the specifics of what they're saying, you have to skip that part and look to the deeper structure of what they're doing. So what are diets doing? First off, they're usually giving you one tactic. And so it, this is called the one concept because it's easy for your brain to understand. So every diet has to focus around one thing. Be really, really conceptually simple so that you can feel like, oh shit, I could do that. Just stop eating carbs. I mean, could anything sound easier than that? Just Oh, just carbs? Just stop eating carbs? Oh, why don't you tell me? Yeah, then go and do it. Go try and do it. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, you know what? It turns out uh, the, most of what I ate was carbs. I don't know what to eat. Oh, shit. I had to go to my, my nephew's birthday party. I'm going to sit there and what? I'm not going to eat cake? This is weird. It's getting weird. <laughs> you know. Or miraculously, you do it for a month and then you feel like someone poured cement into your intestines. You know. So um, it's like this, this one concept that seems so simple in our brains. Oh, I could do that. You know, and so that's how the diets are made to appeal to you marketing wise. Um, but then again, they, they never show you. Another, so I'm going to go through a couple of things of diets that make them why, why you can't succeed with them, because there's a lot of hypnosis. So what's hypnosis? It's 
embedded ideas in your subconscious mind. So subconsciously, when you think about weight loss, you think about it as temporary because you think a diet, I'm going to diet until what? <laughs> right. Until the weight's gone. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Then what? I don't know. And I don't give a shit. I'll figure it out then. Right. That's how you think about it. Right. So you think about it as this temporary thing that you're going to do until you lose the weight. And you think of it because you think of it as temporary. You also, that allows you to think of it as very extreme because you just want to lose the weight as fast as possible. And so as soon as you get into this mindset, I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. Then you'll, you'll pick any plan, right? I could do anything for a little while to lose the weight. And that's how you think about weight loss pretty much. And that causes you to think about it as a sprint because I want to lose the weight as fast as possible. Now, unlike with a sprint, if you trip when you're running a sprint, you're going to lose that race, right? If you're running a marathon, you trip, you can still win the race, right? But you're thinking about this as a sprint, all or nothing, just want to lose the weight. I just want to get it off of me. And that whole way of thinking about it is keeping you trapped. It's preventing you from losing the weight that you want to lose. You know, someone says, I agree 100%. Yeah, right? I mean, again, what I'm saying here isn't rocket science, but it, what it is is it's stuff that's right in front of you that you're just not seeing. You know, and this is a nature of our brain. I was just with the eyes, right? So if you close one eye, look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. There's no value in seeing your nose. Your brain knows it's there. You don't need to pay attention to it. So our brain deletes things all the time. And when it comes to weight loss, you think in a very ineffective way, you know? Now, I don't want this to be discouraging. I want it to be inspiring because it means that there's nothing wrong with you. What's wrong with you is the strategy you're using to try and lose weight. That's the problem. You're using a strategy that never teaches you how to reduce unhealthy cravings. Yeah, you like the sprint versus marathon, right? I know. It's like people approach it as a sprint. And so the second they make a mistake, what do they say? Oh, shit, what's the point now? Right? I, I always, here's another metaphor, but I think that it's like people approach weight loss like it's an endurance test. You know, like endurance tests they do at the doctor's. It's not, you're not meant to do that forever. You're just meant to see how long you can do it for. And that's people that kind of approach the diet. And so they pick these extreme plans because they're just obsessed with fast results. And the second they make a mistake, they say, oh, well, now I'm not going to get fast results. So now what's the point of doing this, you know? And so even right off the bat, the idea like your goal is to lose weight, it's not. Your goal is not to lose weight. Now notice this. I'm going to tell you what your real goal is. And I want you to understand this is an example of hypnosis, Okay, because what I'm going to tell you is a different way to program your subconscious mind. Because the way you think about weight loss, it's like you're in a mental prison that was put there by the diets. And so right now, if you're watching this, you're probably just stuck. You're stuck with how to lose weight. You're not sure what to do. Um, you've tried everything you feel like, nothing works, and you can't even get yourself to start a plan now. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons for this, but I'm going to give you one example that you, hopefully if you haven't seen me before, this will kind of hit home a little bit, but I want you to think about your weight loss goal, right? Think about how you think about it and what you're thinking most likely is I just want to lose X amount of pounds. Okay. But the truth is you don't want to just lose X amount of pounds. You want to lose the X amount of pounds and then you want to get to your goal weight. Here comes the good part though. And then you want to live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. Isn't that a more accurate goal for what you want than just saying, I just want to lose some weight, right? I mean, can, do you see the difference there? Because it's subtle but profound, you know? And um, so you realize like your goal right off the bat is wrong, right? It's not what you really want. You don't just want to lose some weight. That sort of thinking is, is what's keeping you stuck in this pattern, 
you know? Because most likely, give me like, give me a heart or give me some sort of thing in the chat if you have lost weight and then put the weight back on again. Have you ever had that experience? Have you ever had the experience where like you lost the weight and then you put it back on? And it, it, have you done it multiple times? Right? Because most clients I've worked with, most people I've talked to, they've had that experience, you know? So you would think being a smart human being, you would say, you know what? This way, <laughs> thank you, right? So I guess some hearts say, yeah, of course. Yeah, totally. Dozens of times. Dozens of times. This is why I say you're literally, literally, and I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not speaking metaphorically. I'm saying literally, you are literally, yeah, I gained the weight back and more. Yeah. You're literally in a hypnotic trance when it comes to your weight. Yes, lost and put back multiple times. <laughs> right? How do I know this? You know, it, it's like, and I love, listen, this is why I do all these these lives, right? My, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, okay? That's my goal. My dad died of a heart attack at 54. So for me, this is life and death, you know? I want you to look good too, okay? But I more want you to be alive for the people that you care about in your life, right? I want you to have a great quality of life. And so I do these lives for free. I make these videos for free because I'm trying to, more than anything else, wake people up. You're, you're literally in a hypnotic trance. What's a hypnotic trance? It's just when you're not using, let me back up a little. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind, okay? The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your mind that wants you to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, tries to get you to do those things to lose weight, okay? Your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that runs your weight. It's the part of your mind that runs all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And the problem with your weight is that you have these subconscious programs, eating programs that run automatically. So you start the day and you say, ah, I want to lose weight. I'm really fired up. It's Monday. I'm ready to do this. I'm going to do this today. Okay. All the intention in the world, all the reason in the world, all of it. But then at some point, some part of you compels you to eat the wrong th food, doesn't it? Isn't this what happens? So how's this happening? You know, it's because your subconscious mind has this program in it and your subconscious mind just runs the programs that have been install, installed into it. So what you've done to try and lose weight is you try and use your willpower, your conscious willpower to fight against your subconscious programs. But the problem is that your conscious mind, your willpower uses tons of energy. It's one of the most energy intensive parts of your body. Right? Your prefrontal cortex is what your consciousness is. And it uses a ton of energy. It uses glucose, literal, like your muscles do. Your subconscious mind is very efficient. It's where everything you've learned is stored and you just know it. Right? That's why you can get on a bike after 50 years and just start riding it. It's not because you remembered how to do it consciously. It's because you learned how to do it as a program into your subconscious mind. And now it just runs and you can rely on it. So when you try and lose weight, you try and use this energy intensive part of your mind to fight against this part that's really energy efficient. And what happens is you can do it for a little bit of time. Then you get tired, bored, distracted, sick, and this part fades away. And this part just keeps running like it always did. And this is why you keep putting the weight back on. Do you understand? Because you never change your subconscious programming ever. Your weight loss strategy is to use your willpower to restrict and stifle your subconscious programming for a little while. All right, the weight's coming off. Sweet, sweet, sweet. The weight's coming off. Nice, nice. All right, the weight came off. Sweet. Now I can relax. Right? This stuff starts kicking up again. Because how do you describe it, right? How do you describe the fact that you've lost the weight and put it back on? How do you think about it? I, I don't know. I don't know how you think about it. <laughs> I have ideas, you know, but I'm, what I want to point out is that you haven't given this a lot of thought. And the worst part, this is why you're in a trance. 
because you have the conscious subconscious mind they act differently okay so your conscious mind is again logical and rational your subconscious mind just does what it's done it just kind of runs the programs it's been running and so the only weight loss program you have is to diet this is why you keep repeating the same process. You diet. So, so for those of you that lost the weight, um, you've lost the weight and then you put it back on. And then what though? Then you just go right back to trying the diet again. You keep trying the exact thing that hasn't worked for you. Right? And it's never any different. Just because this diet over here says don't eat carbs and this one says just eat grapefruits and this one says, you know, don't eat bananas and whatever, whatever the dumb shit they come up with to sell a diet is comes out at you. What they're all, where they all converge to be the exact same thing is that they're just telling you what to do and never showing you how to get yourself to do it. If you don't even know about your subconscious mind, how are you ever going to change your weight? Because your weight's controlled by your subconscious programming. And the fact that you don't even know about your subconscious mind, I'm not blaming you for it. I'm blaming the diet industry. I can't imagine that there aren't people that study diets all day long that don't know some of this. I mean, I'm no genius. I've been doing this for 20 years though. You start to figure things out. I'll work with people. You start to figure patterns out. You start to figure out what, what are people's problems? They all want to lose weight. They're unable to do it. Why? You know? Yeah, of course. This person says, I always feel like such a failure once I put the weight back on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, I lost eight kilograms, nine kilograms on keto and then gained everything back plus more. Yeah, I know, I know. And it sucks. It sucks. It's worse than not losing the weight ever, you know? And I, I gotta tell you, I, I wanna tell you this because you need to know this. And so I'm the bearer of bad news here, but I'd rather do that than let you stay in this trance and keep doing it. That once you've lost the weight and put it back on, you can only take so many of those. And so most of my clients have done that a bunch of times and now they just can't. Because what happens is subconsciously you start associating, um, you start associating uh, diets and losing weight with failure, you know? So that, you know, mostly if you haven't had much experience with diets, you know, you know that they suck and they're hard, but at least you think, well, at least I can lose some weight. But after you've lost some of the weight on there and then put it back on, now it's like, oh, what's the point of it? It's hard work, it's, it sucks, and then I'm just gonna put the weight back on anyways. That's where you start getting in real trouble because now, now you're really not motivated. Now it's really hard to get started, you know? And so I speak to you especially that, that the real secret is to start finding a better way to master your weight. And even the languaging you use, you know, that you don't, you refuse to demand just to lose some weight. That's a, a shitty goal. It's it's a it's an unconfident, scared goal. I just want to lose the weight. No, you don't. You know, it's like saying, oh, I just want to be out of debt. No, you don't just want to be out of debt. You want to make more money. You want to be wealthy. You want to be rich. You want to have an abundance. You know, we just want to be out of debt and then have no money and then go back into debt. You see what I mean? Like that way of thinking about your weight is so, it's just so inadequate. It sucks. It's not inspiring. And at this point, if you've been doing this for, because please let me know. Let me know, people. How long have you been trying to lose weight for? 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Please let me know. I would love to hear how long you've been trying to lose weight for. If it's been a year, if you're just getting started with it, you know what I mean? Maybe a diet will work for you. But if you've been at this for 30, 20 years, 10 years, you got to take a look at yourself. That's why I'm doing this. I'm giving you an opportunity to kind of get some perspective on yourself. Kind of zoom out a little bit and look at yourself from a different point of view, a different angle. 
right? How long you been at this? You know, how long you been at this and how long you gonna be doing this for? You know, because you probably know less about how to lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet. You know, it's, um, I don't know, you know, it's just important to, to recognize this. You have 40 years. Thank you. 40 years. This is what I'm trying to say. This is why I say you're literally in a trance when it comes to your weight, a literal trance. Meaning that you're not being logical. You're not being conscious. You're being like a, a entranced, like, like you think of hypnosis. <laughs> See, this is the mistake you're making. You think when you're in hypnosis, you're kind of like, you know, like, like this zombie, right? Like, like looking like a zombie. But the thing is you can be in hypnosis and look totally awake, but following in a trance. And this is what you're doing with your weight loss. You, you look awake, but if you look at your behavior, it's very trance-like. Right? Like, why am I doing something for the 20th time? I'm 40 years into this and I'm still trying to do the same thing. I've been doing this for 20 years and uh, it's not it's not working, but I'm going to keep doing the same thing. How could you keep doing the same thing if it's not working? Well, I know why. Because you don't see an alternative. You don't even know an alternative. The diet industry has glommed onto this so completely that we can't even think of an alternative. You know, so I tell you the, the first way I would suggest to you all turn or make it an alternative is you change up your goal right from the beginning, because stop saying you just want to lose weight. You've got to stop saying that. It's not true. All of you people that lost the weight and put it back on. Do you just want to lose weight? Because you know what follows that, right? Do you want to lose the weight and put it back on again? Yeah, joining the 40 year group. Let me ask you this, all, all of you that are 40 year group, 20 years, do you know anything else about how to actually be thin more than you did 20 years ago, 40 years ago? I'm not saying that you don't have more tactics. Right? So I know you're a tactical pro, like you know all the tactics to lose weight, but do you actually know anything about how to actually live as a thin person more now than you did literally 40 years ago before you started your first diet? That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. And I know it's a, it's, listen, I'm proud of you for staying on this and, and facing this. Okay. Because that's the first step. It's easier to stay in the trance and just keep, oh, I'll try the next diet. I saw someone asked about the medicine, you know, no, I'm going to try that medicine. I heard there's a new, yeah, no, not at all. That That's what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean. The diet industry has you hypnotized into constantly chasing shortcuts. It's all shortcuts. And instead, if you just took a step back and started to focus on sustainably mastering your weight. So that that's the first shift that I'll give all of you. It, I'll just put it out there. You choose what you want to do. But can I just make the case? What's a more inspiring goal for you, especially at this point? At 40 years, you know, even the idea of weight loss, it's just associated with failure, you know? It's associated with your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response. You can't even think clearly in that state, you know? So right off the bat, the way to get to a better place is to articulate a more compelling goal and a different goal. You need a different goal now. And the goal I'd suggest is that weight loss isn't enough for you anymore. Stop that shit. <laughs> it's not enough, okay? And start orienting yourself to weight mastery. I want to master my weight and my health so that I can live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Now you can tweak it and change it if you want, okay? But start with that. 
And you're not, 40 years, have you ever said that to you? I'm asking you, please answer this. 40 years, 20 years, you've been trying to lose weight. Have you ever once articulated your goal as one of, I want to master my weight so I can live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot? I don't want to be obsessed with food and my weight. I want to live at my goal weight and I want it to be natural and automatic. No, that's what I'm saying. Is it a better goal? Is it more inspiring? Does it feel like, yes, that's what I want. That's a more complete goal than I just want to lose weight. I know it does. You don't even have to answer that one, right? But this is what I'm trying to say. Now, the point I say this, I know it feels bad a little bit to face this. I understand that. But the point that I want to point you to is that it at least, yeah, it's a much better goal, right? Yeah, exactly, right? And once you start with a better goal, you see that that, that defines the whole process. If all you want to do is lose weight and you're just thinking as a temporary thing, then you're in the mindset of choosing extreme plans. Because who gives a shit? Oh, I can do anything for a couple you know, a little bit of time to lose the weight. But you understand the strategies that allow you to lose weight and the strategies that allow you to master the weight are totally different. And you keep using the strategies of rapid weight loss. And this is why you can't maintain them. They're not built for long-term success. You're not even thinking about long-term success. That's not even part of your goal. That's not even what you've been saying to yourself. So that's part of why you keep going through the loop you keep running the same pattern of dieting, 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 putting it on, dieting, 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 feeling bad about your weight. Because you're not even trying to set the goal of being weight mastery. Now, ironically, weight mastery is a lot easier. Believe it or not. <laughs> How can I say that, right? Because I said, well, shit, if weight loss is hard, weight mastery must be a million times harder. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you focus on the process of actually mastering your weight. And if you know, I, I, it's hard for me to articulate just how backwards your thinking is about weight loss. It's, it's so complete, you can't even imagine it. Um, someone says, sadly, no. The wish of being thin was present. Yeah, the wish, right? We, we talk about this all the time, right? The difference, and this is another distinction you can make that's really important. You think you want to lose weight, but technically you really, you wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and be motivated to lose weight. You wish you'd wake up on next Monday and want to lose weight. Your actual want is way lower, right? So we use the scale. Your wish your wish to want to be thin, your wish to want to wake up tomorrow and, and be thin and start doing the things that make you thin, that's a 10 out of 10. You, you couldn't wish it more. <laughs> but the thing is you're confusing that wish as a want. And the want of actually wanting to do something, commit to something, make it happen is very low, like a two out of 10, one out of 10, you know? This is why you're not getting the results you want. It gets to the main point, you know? You don't even know how to motivate yourself. You know, that's what I say. Like, so for example, I'm gonna read this. So I, I, I'm the 40-year group. I have not said that before, but from now on, it'll be my new mantra. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> and that's why I do these. That's why I'm, I'm giving you that. And speaking of mantra, that's what my whole program is. I mean, literally, I mean, there's a lot to it, but one big part of it is every day you're getting hypnosis sessions with new mantras because that's how you think. You have an internal dialogue. Do you know that? You know you speak to yourself, right? That's why in the hypnosis world, we always say you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day and night long. And that's dictating the behaviors and the results that you get from that. And so if you want to lose weight, you've got to learn. I, I don't know. I truly, now I'm a hypnotist, so take this for what it's worth, but I truly don't know how you would create change in your life. I don't know how you would live at your goal weight without knowing self-hypnosis because 
you're in your head talking to yourself all day long. And most likely you've got a real shitty voice up there. That perfectionist voice that's just constantly beating you up. Do you have that negative voice in your head? You know? So until that voice becomes more encouraging, supportive, and helpful, it's always going to be a struggle, you know? Because you have this internal enemy almost, you know? So the hypnosis is really important to help you lose the weight and keep it off, you know? I don't know any other way. I just don't, right? Because what's going on? I mean, why? <laughs> Something just joined. My thyroid don't work. That's a, I like that name. Um, so, you know, how you speak to yourself. Well, okay, so for example, right? So what I tell you, I told you like the goal you set, right? The, the difference between like saying, well, I just want to lose some weight and saying, I want to get to my, I want to return back to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on your autopilot, okay? So that's two forms of hypnotic suggestion. See, so you don't need to be in a deep trance to be hypnotized. Please understand that. Hypnosis is amazing. And it gets such a shitty rep because it's a goofy stage stuff, which is mostly stage hypnosis, right? Um, yeah, this person says, I lose interest after one day of dieting. Yeah, I'm sure. That's where most of you're at. You know what I mean? You can't get yourself started. And then once you get started, you can't. So here's some numbers for you. Make it, you're not alone. 39% um, of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month. And 95% ultimately lose, fail to lose weight permanently on a diet. So you ain't alone. And when numbers are that bad, it's probably not you. It's probably the strategy, <laughs> right? But so the hypnosis, it, it gets such a bad rap because it's always tie it's always associated with goofy stuff like stage hypnosis or just people saying they can you know change anything with hypnosis right and so that drives me crazy because i think the value of hypnosis is the explanation it gives you of how your brain works you know this conscious subconscious mind dynamic because without understanding because here's another one right and you can just write yes or no folks i know you're you now we got numbers right we know a lot of people watching this have been trying for 20 years 40 years to lose weight hasn't worked but let me ask you this. Do you even understand how to influence your mind at all? Do you have any, any strategies for how to motivate yourself, how to deal with your habits in a strategic way, how to get yourself to think like a thin, healthy person, to manage your emotions? Yeah, very little. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Like these diets are carnival games. That's what I think of them. The diets don't want you to lose weight. Listen, you're, one thing you're never going to see, you never see Nestle buy, program yourself thin, and then put it out there to the world. You're not going to see, yeah, nope, not really. They're not teaching any of this stuff. So I, I know it's frustrating, but I want you to feel inspired with the fact that, holy cow, I could actually learn something and change the way I'm approaching this and get way better results. I've been in a trance just trying the same dumb shit over and over, expecting to get, well, that's a, we have a saying, right? The definition of insanity is expect doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Would you not say that you're kind of in that camp? Now, I don't think it's the definition of insanity. I think it's the definition of hypnosis. You know, I think you keep doing this, but you're caught up in it. So you have no perspective. If you take a step back and look at it, it becomes very obvious. Or look at people in your life. When someone comes up to you that you know, and they're like, oh, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to, I want to, I really want to take the weight loss seriously. I'm going to start a diet. Do you ever believe them? Honestly, do you really think like, oh, they're going to lose all the weight? Oh, oh good. They're serious this time. Oh, they're starting that diet. Yep. That, that goodbye to the extra weight. These guys are going to be thin next time I see them probably. They'll be losing weight. 
<laughs> do you really, do you believe them? Do you think it's going to work? Or do you think like, yeah, great, great. You, you, on the outside, right? And someone says, you've helped me, helped my mind so much. I'm starting to think differently and it really works. Yeah, yeah, right? Because <laughs> your mind is, it's, it's the control center. It, it's literally dictating everything. And without changing this, now listen, I'm no genius with this stuff. My dad died when he was 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. I remember realizing, you know what? His weight, his lifestyle, that's probably contributing. He's obese, you know? He was technically obese. He wasn't like morbidly obese, but for his frame, he was definitely obese. And, um, you know, I remember I remember thinking when he died, I was like, oh my God, I, I never want this to happen. It was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me, you know? So it's like, I try to like, we minimize weight loss. That's just part of that trance we're in because they're always pointing out like, oh, I want to look better, I want to look better. How about I don't want to die before I have to just because I'm addicted to shitty foods that I can't stop eating. How about we look at it like that, you know? And it's like, sorry, I get upset when I talk about this. Okay. So um, I remember thinking like, okay, I'm not going down that path. 10 years later, I was 50 pounds overweight, binge drinking, depressed. Wanted, I didn't want to be on that path at all. And here I was. Right. And so I just, I mean, it was just pure miracle. You know, I, I can't say it was anything I did. I just, I took a semester off from college because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And within a couple months, it was just a miracle. I was exposed to hypnosis, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, yoga, meditation, guitar, martial arts. And these things flipped me inside out. And primarily, it was the hypnosis and the neurolinguistic programming, you know? Yeah, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you found me too, right? So I found you. Thank you for your help. And I'll give you all the help too, you know? So, so stay, you know, if you, if you haven't followed me, follow me on TikTok. Um, I got a podcast, Program Yourself Then. YouTube channel, Jim Katsoulis. Go go check it out. It's all, I put stuff there every day, you know? I'm helping you out. Um, I have programs too. So it's like, if you want to take it a little bit deeper and you want to invest in yourself, I got that as well. Um, there's a free training. You go on my bio, you can go and... Um, uh, my link, it's a three steps to master your weight. I'll break this down for you. A half hour, you'll have a completely different understanding of how to master your weight. So if you're even remotely serious about changing your weight, you should go watch that. <laughs> it's free. So, um, yeah, I was finding those things that changed everything, you know, and it made me realize right off the bat, it was, it was all a mindset thing. You know, so we're talking about people 20, 40 years trying to lose weight and not, it's not working. You know, when I was growing up, the guy who knew the most about losing weight, diets, all that stuff was a family friend. He was a 400 pound comedian, you know, who was in a wheelchair because he couldn't walk anymore. A great guy, but he knew everything about diets, you know? And it was really like, once I started learning this, I realized it's not what you know, it's how you think. It's what you're utilizing about what you know. It's what you can get yourself to do. And that all depends on what's going on in your mind. So as you change the way you're thinking about this process, you change the way you, you think and you feel and you act. And that's what gets you the results you're looking for. You know, And what you're doing is you're not changing any of these things. This is why 40 years on, you're in the exact same place you were 40 years ago, because you're just trying to do these superficial things, these tactics, you're trying to follow them and you can't keep it up. You know, And then you never change it. You never change up what you're doing. You're caught in this, you're on a literal like hamster wheel of like starting a diet. Cause this is what happens by the way. Tell them this isn't it. That at this point it's pain-based motivation, spontaneous pain-based motivation. So if you've been doing this for 40 years, the last 20 years, the only time you get motivated is you step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, you catch your reflection, you go to the doctor, someone says something rude about your weight and you get so upset 
that you say, that's it. I don't I got to do something to change this. And then you look for whatever plan is going to give the fastest results. And you start doing it for a little while until you get bored, tired, sick, distracted. And then you stop doing it and you just go right back to what you always did. And then you just keep repeating that process, you know? And so you have to take a step back. I mean, that's a big part of my program is taking a step back because perspective is extremely important when it comes to personal change and influencing your own behavior. You literally have no awareness of what you're doing because you're subconsciously created. We're basically all on autopilot, okay? And we're just kind of going along for the ride. So it's not enough to say consciously, I'm gonna change everything I do. If I go back to that metaphor of like your conscious mind's like the captain of a cruise ship and the subconscious mind's like the crew of the cruise ship. And so you, you can't have the captain saying, you know what, crew, you're all fired. I'm going to do it all, right? The captain can't do it all. There's too much work. Same thing when you try and diet. You can't consciously control every food decision you're making. You're not built that way. It's too much work. It overwhelms your brain and you can't do it. You're meant to eat on autopilot. So instead of trying to, you know, like going back to the cruise ship, instead of the captain trying to do everything himself, he's got to learn how to communicate with the crew in an effective way to do what he wants it to do. That's what you need to do to master your weight. You need to learn how to consciously communicate with your subconscious mind to get it to do what you want it to do. That's the only chance you have of mastering your weight. You're not going to be able to do it consciously. I don't know much more, you know, the 40 years to figure that out, you know, and it's fine. You were okay. You got to pass until now, but now you've heard it. Okay. You've got to influence your subconscious mind, which is very easy to do. It's as easy as changing the goal from, I just want to lose weight as quick as I can to, I want to, return to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. That's programming. Do you see by saying that phrase, it makes you think about the whole thing differently. And now because you're thinking about it differently, you're less likely to choose these short-term extreme plans because that's not going to help you get to your goal that you articulated. Right. And there's a million more things like this in terms of how you're thinking you've been Listen, there's an obesity conspiracy. There's three main players. There's the food companies. There's the diets. They're one and the same. And then there's the medical establishment. And they're complicit. They should be making a bigger deal of this, in my opinion. We're living in a time where, remember 100 years ago, no one thought cigarettes were unhealthy for them. Hard to believe now, but no one thought that. And so if you wanted to quit smoking 100 years ago, it was a lot harder because you didn't really have all the negatives. You didn't think about those like we do now. Right. And so now all of a sudden we associate cigarettes with lung cancer. Well, that's a big motivator to stop doing it. Right. Well, with the foods we're eating and the, and the weight issues, um, we don't really think of them primarily as this health issue. And if we do, it starts to unleash a lot more motivation. All right. So this is on my worst enemy. The stuff I tell myself is self-sabotaging. So fixing my mindset is huge. Yeah, exactly. Vicky. That's exactly right. You're, you're, you have an internal dialogue. You have a little hypnotist in your head. And unfortunately, it's probably a little tyrant. It's a mean bastard <laughs> of a voice, you know? And it puts you down constantly. And every time you try and do something good, it berates you and makes you feel shitty. And it's literally, that voice is keeping you overweight. In addition to the fact that you're not running any of the, you're not running real proper strategies, you know? So it's a, it's a little bit of a combination of factors. Again, in my program, there's a there's a 60 page workbook where you create these weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. But then that stuff's all. Um, I, I do this because in the middle is the blueprints, what you're going to run. But the all the rest of it is you programming yourself to run those things. You know, so there's a self hypnotic programming technique that you use at night. And then there's a lot of hypnosis sessions where I'm basically, I'm trying to like every single advertisement you see, every commercial you see for food or for anything really is hypnosis. 
They're trying to influence your subconscious mind to associate positive things to their product, okay? And so I do that, but it's all positive stuff, right? Imagine seeing commercials all day for positive, empowering, healthy messages, right? That's what the hypnosis sessions that are my program are. And you're, you're I, call, I call my, my program like it's like a weight loss cocoon because you're, you're enveloped in this for eight weeks, you know, and every day you get this and you listen to these sessions and it causes you to start thinking differently. And that's what's dictating your weight, right? Um, someone says, hello, I have high blood pressure. How to remove it, please. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound, I'm going to sound um, flippant here, but I mean, like, how do you, how do you lower your blood pressure? I mean, you start eating healthier and start living healthier, right? I mean, like, we know this stuff. The question is, how do you get yourself to do that, you know? Um, and that's the, that's, that's the work, you know what I mean? So it's like, I could sit here and tell you what to do, but that's not going to do much to help you, right? I mean, you could Google how to lower blood pressure and what are they going to tell you? Stop eating so much salt, you know, lose some weight, you know, relax. But being told what to do is not knowing how to do it, right? Knowledge is not behavior. You know how to write. You can't write with the other hand. You don't need to learn anything else about writing. <laughs> you need to practice writing with the other hand. And that's where you're at. You need to practice being thin. That's what you need to do. You know, you need to get yourself to do it. You need to practice it so it becomes automatic. It's like brushing your teeth, right? Brushing your teeth is a great example of subconscious programming that's healthy, right? You didn't have this behavior and you had to install it. Your parents helped you do it. You were younger, but that's what you did. You programmed in the toothbrushing habit and now you just do it on pretty much autopilot. And now that habit keeps your teeth clean. It's the same thing with how you're eating and how you're living. It's dictating your weight. Someone says, absolutely agree, 100%, you know your shit, and thank you for being so real and honest. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky, I appreciate that. Um, someone says, I'm obsessed with food, I constantly think about food. Yeah, of course, you know, that's what most people are dealing with, because, I mean, think about it, you're just exposed to 10 million ads. I mean, geez, how many, I don't know, they do estimates on it, but who knows anymore? I mean, it was, before the internet, really, like 15 years ago, they estimated, like I think it was 3,000 ads a day. Now with the internet, I mean, geez, it's got to be 10, 15,000 ads a day, right? How many of those are food, you know? Yeah, you're obsessed with food for sure. But it gets to the core of it that I appreciate you saying that because, yeah, you are obsessed with food. So how are you obsessed with food? That's the interesting question, you know? Again, we're trained to just want these superficial answers, you know, so it's like, well, just stop being obsessed with food. <laughs> so you're obsessed with food. Just stop eating it then. You know what I mean? Like that's a diet. Like I don't, it's just crazy to me that that's even considered any sort of solution. It's goofy. It's so, it's so inadequate. You know, that's what makes me so crazy about this process. It's like, and, but the crazier part is like no one notices. No one notices. Hey, this diet thing, it's, it's doesn't work. It doesn't work for anyone. Why are we still doing this? People are catching on, you know, I was reading this interview with the Weight Watchers um, CEO and he's like, which I'll tell you, you should read some of this stuff. You know, you should read about like, like the Weight Watchers. It's a marketing company. You know, it started out as something real. It started out as a woman in New Jersey, put these groups together, help genuinely want to help people lose weight, you know? And then it got bought by, uh, by Heinz and it got turned into a food company. It was an easy way to sell their bullshit food. And so they would have their meetings in uh, the back of supermarket freezers so they can have their meeting and then sell them their shitty food, you know? So, um, you know, we're just, we're caught round and round with this stuff. Um, 
you know, but yeah, I'm sure you're obsessed with food, you know? So how do you change that though? That's the big question. You know, you, you, I mean, I'll say this, you know, and you may not like this, but I think for me personally, it's not really mastering my weight anymore, although it is, it's really much more of a health thing at this point for me. But I would say I'm at least mildly obsessed with my health um, and consequently my weight. I think my weight and my health are, are tied together a lot. Some people don't and that's fine. Um, but for me, I do. And so I think you can replace your obsession, I think is the best solution to mastering your weight and becoming as healthy as you can be. You know, I think you literally have to become obsessed with it, but it's in a positive way. So uh, before you judge this, I always say you want to wrap your weight loss in personal development because I don't think wanting to lose weight is enough motivation. I've not seen that work in any consistent way. What I have seen work over and over again is when people focus instead on the weight loss, primarily they focus on who they want to be, recognizing that the biggest motivation in life comes from I'm going to take a turn for the dark here, so exit now if you don't want to hear this stuff. But I think the biggest motivation comes from recognizing mortality, you know, that we've got a fixed time here. And I think once you start recognizing that, you make this a process of who do I want to be? How, how do I want to live? You know, and how am I living? Because it's not about how you look. It's more about how constraining the weight is on your life and your ability to be happy. Not because of how you look, okay? So if you've been struggling with your weight for 40 years, that's 40 years of not being happy with yourself. It's 40 years of having an identity and a self-image of being someone that you don't want to be. It's 40 years of feeling depressed, down, discouraged, hopeless. You know, those feelings just flowing through your body of thinking about yourself as being someone who's not who you want to be, you know? Then there's the health impacts of it, the visual parts of it. They're there too, you know? But the bigger parts to me are the who you are, your identity, who you're living as. And so I think of the weight as, because I don't think of it, like when I say thin, by the way, because my program's called Program Yourself Thin, the word thin is a relative term, you know? So I think of the definition of me of thin is living at your goal weight. And your goal weight is the weight that makes you the happiest, the healthiest, and gives you the best quality of life. So it's up for you to decide what your goal weight should be. You know, it's not just some some number you get out of a chart. You know, you can use a BMI chart. I think it's a nice place to start. <clears throat> but then you have to take account your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live a certain way in order to achieve a certain weight. You know, and so it's important to recognize what do you, how are you willing to live? You know, we can all weigh what we wanted to if you're just willing to drink water and eat carrots all day but that's a shitty quality of life. So no one really wants to do that. So you got to kind of find the sweet spot of, of where you want to live at, where you're comfortable and okay living at with the weight that you're going to be at living that way, you know, and that's how you choose it. So I always say there's two sides to mastering your weight. There's action to get to whatever weight you want. And at some point there's got to be some focus on acceptance, you know, accepting who you are. This is who I am because we do have different genetics, you know? Um, so you got to take that into account. Someone says I'm confused over calories. Sorry for interrupting. Just came in. What are you confused about? I'd love to talk about calories. You know, again, there's nuts and bolts with what I do as well. Someone says calculated my TDE 1450 kcals and maintain is 1750. So for me to lose 0.5 kilos in one week. Um, okay, I'll tell you what I think about calories. Take it or leave it. I don't like. Listen, calories, calories out is going to get you 
Yeah, I have to eat twelve fifty. Let me ask you this: Do you know what? Did you ever track your calories when you're not trying to lose weight? That'd be the question I'd ask you right off the bat. Because I think with the the calorie thing, I think people way overcorrect when they want to lose weight. Okay, so meaning. And I'm just going to throw out numbers because people rarely track their food when they're not trying to lose weight. Someone said, like, I did that, and yes, I lost loads. What, A1250? Yeah, when I stopped, I gained. Stopped what, though? You know, so I'm just going to guess here that you, you ate 1,250 calories and you lost a bunch of weight, and then you stopped eating 1,250 calories and you gained a bunch of weight. And so what was the average calorie consumption when you stopped? Did you ever track that? No, I'm busting your chops. Very few people track their calories when they're not trying to lose weight. Yeah, I was starving. Yeah. Well, so this is what I'm trying to say, though. Let me ask, and I'm going to ask this clearly. Did you ever track your calories when you weren't, you think maybe 17 to 2,000? Okay. So what I would do, I would probably, this is how I would go about it, right? So the average American, anyways, is consuming around 2,700 calories a day. Okay, that's the average. Now, no one knows that because no one tracks their calories when they're not eating well, when they're not trying to lose weight. So most people don't know what their calorie levels are just on average when they're not trying to lose weight. But let's just go with 2,700 calories. The average diet is doing exactly what this person's saying. They're, they're telling you to cut down to 1,200 calories. That is a 60%, I eat paleo-based, okay. Um, that's a 60% cut in calories on day one that you're supposed to maintain forever. That's, that's a huge cut, you know? So what I would do is if you're looking for weight mastery, right? The, the biggest thing about weight mastery versus weight loss is the time frames we're thinking in, okay? You got to understand that when you think about weight loss, you're subconsciously thinking in a short time frame, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, most likely. And with weight mastery, we're thinking decades for the rest of my life, right? So it's not this rush. So the challenge is, and this is hard to do on your own a little bit, I'll be honest, is to bring some patience into the process, right? Have some patience with it. And because I always ask the question, how long do you want to lose the weight for? Right? How long would you like to lose the weight for? Yeah, so I need a lifestyle-based diet. Yeah. I mean, the, that word diet too, right? It's such, a, it's such a tainted word at this point. But yeah, you got to start thinking long-term. Yeah, we need to lose weight. So, okay, so I mean, I would go, I would aim at, if I were you, I would eat 1,700 calories for a little while. Like two weeks, three weeks, gasp, right? <laughs> Maybe you don't lose any weight in three weeks. I would give it some time, you know? But I, if I were you, I would eat 1,700 calories and see how that feels. And then I would give it three weeks to a month and see what my weight loss is. Now, I know I'm talking about so so casually. You're like, but but I want to I want to lose weight now, you know? That, that rush is what's blinding you to come up with any real long-term strategies, you know? Again, I, I want to be strategic as all get out. And the, the core, listen, anytime you come up with strategy for how you're going to lose weight, there's always a factor in the back of your mind of what your time frame is, right? And so for me personally, if I'm going to change my eating or my lifestyle, I'm asking myself, is this something I'm going to be able to do long-term? Now, I take into account that when I first start doing something, it's going to feel harder than after I've been doing it for a little while. But I'm not, I'll tell you, I was a raw foodist, okay, for a little bit, where all I did was eat raw food. And what I found from doing that is I was obsessed with food, absolutely obsessed with food because I was starving all the time, okay? 
So it made me realize that no weight is worth living that way. It was horrible. And so to me, again, it's all about quality of life. And so you have to take into account the weight piece of that and the lifestyle piece of that, right? Because again, oh, you're going to eat 1250 calories and feel like shit all the time. But oh, but my weight's right there. What's the point? You know, again, what's the point? You got to wake yourself up out of the trance of, I just want to look a certain way. Gives a shit. I'm telling you that those looking a certain way is going to mean a lot less to you than you think it is. Don't mean to bum you out, but it's 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 going to be. Okay. Um, someone says been cutting carbs and sugar and lost four pounds and four five pounds in four weeks. Yeah, great job, Andrea. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a smart move. You know, I like cutting too. I like the idea of cutting. I like small, strategic, maintainable, sustainable changes. That's what I build. I would never do anything. This is why I stopped doing fasts or cleanses. Then what's the point? You know, like, and plus they, they trigger me. I'd be so hungry after I'd be obsessed with food afterwards. I don't, I don't like it, you know? Um, so anyways, it's, uh, it's about, it's really, again, but it all comes down to the, the I don't want to sit here and tell you tactics. Do you know what I mean? Because they just are pointless <laughs> without the, the subconscious kind of structures, the, the mental structures of how you're thinking about the process, you see? So if you're just thinking about weight loss, everything I'm saying is going to be very unappealing right? Because it's not going to give you fast weight loss. But if you're thinking about long-term weight mastery, then it becomes much more appealing because it's a long-term strategy that you can maintain forever. I never have to worry about weight loss. I live in a way and eat in a way that I live at my exact weight I want to live at. And I never have to worry about it, right? So it's like I created this over 30 years. Now, it didn't take me 30 years to lose the weight, but I, even when I lost the weight, I did it in a sustainable way, in a way that I knew I would always do things that I knew I was going to be able to keep up. And so that's the first thing I would suggest you do that, right? Um, I've been eating 1,600 kilos for three weeks now, and I lost one and a half kilos, and then today it was plus one and a half kilos. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you this. This is the scale thing. Um, I, I'm a big fan of using the scale every day when I want to lose weight. I never use the scale now because my eating is so structured, my living is so structured that, um, you know, it's – I don't have to worry about that now. But when I was actively looking to lose weight, I liked weighing myself every day because everybody's body has different fluctuations. So I, I can't see if you're a man or a woman, but women are going to have even more fluctuations with their weight. So I liked weighing myself every day because I got to notice my how my body responded. Everybody's body's a little different. And so one of the things I learned from that is that if I start eating well now, it usually takes about two weeks for the weight to show up, the weight loss to show up. I also learned that my weight can fluctuate sometimes four or five pounds in 24 hours, you know? So that helped me because if I only weigh myself once a week, I'm not sure where I'm at there, you know? So take that for what it's worth. You know, I'm not telling you have to use a scale, but I found it to be useful exactly for that reason. It's just more data, you know? Um, you know, probably loads of water. Someone said I ate raw foods and lost loads but i was miserable yeah me too that's the thing right it's like if you're not happy with living that way i don't know the point of doing it now again you have to there's there's gradients to this right so it's like a lot of times i'll give you an example like uh eating peanut butter toast my whole life right i always love peanut butter toast but it used to be white bread with jiff peanut butter right so as i started educating myself on nutrition so i don't want to start my day with with a bunch of sugar and so i switched the peanut butter to natural peanut butter so that took a week or two to get used to it you know, but I knew that I knew my, my taste buds are going to calibrate to it. But at first it was unpleasant. You know, I liked the other stuff better. 
Okay, but I knew that wasn't going to last long. So I stuck with it, and now I like natural peanut butter. Then I switched the bread out. Now I, I, I Ezekiel bread. Well, the first time you eat Ezekiel bread, you feel like you're eating the like they made a, a food product, half a sole of a shoe, and they took some cardboard and mixed it together and made some food. And that's what the Ezekiel tasted like at first. But now I've been eating it for years. Now I love it, you know? So you have to recognize some things just take a little getting used to and some things just suck. Like raw food for me, I, there was no overcoming that. I was so obsessed with food and I felt I was always hungry, very unpleasant. I'd never would have got used to that. I know that. And um, so you've got to recognize for yourself, you know, what's a couple degrees, you know, you can get used to it. You'll I'll habituate to this. And what's way over the lines like this is a shitty way to live. I don't like this. Okay. You got to take that into account because your weight loss, you're so used to basing that weight loss. What's there's always foreground and background in how we think. And so the background of when you think about weight loss is a time frame. That's one of the background factors. So anytime you're thinking about, Oh, I'm going to eat this way. Or I'm going to live. I'm going to do this to lose weight. A part of what's going, what's going into that measurement that you're not aware of is what time frame you're giving yourself and you're giving yourself very short time frames. So for me, I'll like, I'll give myself like a couple, two years ago, I wanted to lose five pounds. So I gave myself three months, three months. Okay. Cause I wanted to do it. I sat and I strategically looked at my eating and I said, I can either cut some calories out or I can increase my activity. Right. And so I strategically went around, which was the easiest thing to do, but I gave myself a lot of time to make it happen. Cause, and I know you're impatient, but it's like, if, if you, if you're not going to give if three months is too long, if a year's too long that, well, what are you even doing? Cause what do you, what do you want? Like what you're not, how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Cause what are you going to do once you lose the weight? You, you've got to plan for your maintenance on day one. You know, it's like, otherwise you're going to keep running through this friggin' loop where you drop the weight and then you put it back on. It's like, you got to stop that on day one. The, the problem is not that you fall apart once you've lost the weight. The problem is you never prepared yourself to live as a thin person. You, you are obsessed with losing weight. And you, this is going to sound silly to you, but your subconscious mind is very literal. Very literal. It's like a computer. You can't just, when you're coding a computer, you can't just kind of tell sort of like what you want it to do. You have to be extremely specific <laughs> with the code you're putting in. Your subconscious mind is the same way. And what you've been telling your subconscious mind your whole life is you just want to lose weight. Well, if all you want to do is lose weight, once you've lost the weight, what do you do then? Well, if all you've thought about is weight loss and losing weight, what do you do once you lose the weight? So you can keep losing weight. You got to put the weight back on. Then I can lose weight. I put the weight back on so I can lose the weight. You see, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's, I know it sounds, you're like, oh, it's just a man. It, no, it's literally that literal, that literal that you are not focused on living at your goal weight which is what your goal ought to be. Is, is not living at your goal weight a better goal than losing weight? And if you don't see the distinction, you're caught up in that trap. Because I know what you're doing. I know you're saying, once I lose the weight, then I'll figure it out. Well, if I lost the weight, then I'll kind of have, I'll, I'll just be that way. But if you've put the weight back on, and you've done this, you've gone through this process four or five times, what do you think's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Your mind is literally focused on losing weight, you know? Someone said, if you had 40 pounds to lose, what would you do? I know you are not me, but what would you do? I would make strategic shifts to my eating and my lifestyle. And I would focus on my lifestyle, okay? You can't just focus on the eating because so much of what's affecting your physiology, your biochemistry, and your mindset, your ability to eat the right foods is your lifestyle piece. So I would clean up my lifestyle tremendously. And then I would 
strategically, I would pick the worst eating habit I have. When I'm not paying attention to my to losing weight, I'd pick the worst eating habit I have and I would go to work on removing and replacing it with something else. That's what I would do. And I would see what that did to my weight and I would see what the weight loss was and I would pay attention most importantly to how I felt. Okay, so I felt good right away. Someone says, do we need to work out to lose weight or is calorie deficit enough? Yeah, calorie deficit is enough. You do not need to work out. I'm a woman, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you're, you're, your weight's all over the place and you gotta know that, you know what I mean? Again, it, that's why I like this scale. If you don't know how your body is with weight and it fluctuates all over the place and you just catch it on a high fluctuation, that's enough for you to knock yourself right out of a weight loss mode. No problem, you know? Um, how to stop thinking about food all the time when being in a calorie deficit. Uh, yeah, again, I, I think the secret is that's why I, the lifestyle piece to me is so important. So what's the lifestyle piece I'm talking about? Now, again, just want to give you a quick quiz here. Do you know what, what I'm going to say? Changing your lifestyle. What do you think about changing your lifestyle? You know, because again, I just try and point out that you have so little strategic understanding of how to master your weight. It has nothing to do with your lack of willpower or your addiction to sweets. It has everything to do with the fact that you don't have any strategy. Okay, so lifestyle that I teach my clients, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And when you start to implement these things in your life, and at first it's just a couple of minutes, I got a, a routine I show people, it's six of those habits, and you do them a couple of minutes. So it's about consistently having these things in your life. And when you start to do that, you start to transform yourself from the inside out into the person you want. And your mindset piece, it contributes to that as well. Um, but how you stop thinking about food all the time. Now, technically you don't want to stop thinking about food. You want to stop thinking about unhealthy food. And I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what you shouldn't do is start a diet because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So if I tell you not to think about a banana, what are you thinking about? Exactly. The other thing is your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. So when you go on a diet, what are you usually doing? You're trying not to eat all the unhealthy foods. You're fixated on them. I can't eat the ice cream. I can't eat the cookie. And I can't eat it, right? And that's literally creating the craving for it. So this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like a diet, if I wanted to get someone to be stuck at their weight and not be able to lose weight, I would, I would create a diet because it subconsciously fixates you on the exact food that you have to stop eating in order to lose the weight, you know? Um, again, this ain't rocket science. I'm not a rocket scientist. This is not that hard. It's just, it's just not out there. Because I'm telling you this stuff, I'm saying this stuff, and I'm not teaching you new things as much as I am. You're just like, oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's why it is. I'm pointing out things that are already going on in your life and in your mind. And that's how I always know. Like, I'm pointing them out. I'm not like teaching you something brand new. You're able to recognize, oh, that's why. That's why. That's why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, um, I hope that's your experience anyway. So at least you realize it's not you that can't lose weight. It's that you're, it's a strategy you've been trying to follow. And you don't think it's a strategy because the diet is, again, is synonymous with weight loss at this point in our culture. So we can't, we almost can't think about one without the other, you know? And that's why you can't realize that the dieting, that mindset's what's keeping you trapped more than anything else, right? Um, eat enough protein and don't cut too much. Yeah, I think that's a good, good suggestion. And fiber, by the way, you know, fiber is the magic magic ingredient for weight loss fiber because fiber that's the thing right the, the big problem is i'm not gonna get into all this with the food but the big thing right they, they've taken fiber out of our diet right because fiber doesn't process well 
And so when you have fiber in your foods, a lot of the calories stick to the fiber and pass right through. You never even absorb them. And because the fiber doesn't get digested, it makes you feel fuller. So, um, yes to everything you're saying. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Uh, five pounds, three months. Well, 40 pounds would then take me years. Not sure about that, though. Okay, who gives a shit? So what? Five pounds in three months. So what? That's 20 pounds this year. And then that's 20 pounds next year. But here's the point. I had someone... Now listen, you're not alone. I don't, don't think it's the wrong way. Because I had one of my clients. She got on the live uh, last Thursday. And uh, she she's in my... So it was Friday. She goes, oh, I lost, I lost seven pounds this month. She said this last week. So it had been about a month. She lost seven pounds in a month. And she goes, it's slow, but I'm, at least I'm losing. And I, I couldn't, I can't jump through a phone and choke someone, but I swear, <laughs> I was ready to choke because I'm like, again, we have this crazy idea of how fast you should lose weight. And if you can't lose it fast, that's not worth it. I don't want to do it, you know? But I ask you, Cookie, how long have you been trying to lose the 40 pounds for? Please answer me that. Tell me how long you've been trying to lose the 40 pounds. Okay, Cal Maintenance, yep. How do you feel about ideal weight range? How do you feel about ideal weight range 140 to 160 for example? Um, you know, here's the thing. I don't I don't feel really much about much weight ranges other than I I think it's good to be I think reference the BMI chart and get close to your natural weight, but you can be statistically a bit over that. And you can be overweight once you're an obese, then then there's always health impacts, okay? But you can be 20%, 30% over your ideal BMI weight, and you could be into overweight territory and still be very healthy, okay? So um, I think that's an important thing to understand, all right? And so for you, I would suggest look at the BMI chart, get a ballpark of where you want to be at. Um, and then, so I don't know how tall you are. I don't know your situation. I don't know where you're at now. Um, 140, 160. I can't say much about it. I don't know what it would take for you to achieve that. I don't know how long it would take. I don't know where you're at in the BMI chart. Um, but I would ask you to reference yourself. What's going to be what's going to be the best weight for you to live at? What's going to be the best quality of life? Someone says my biggest problem is in the evening. Yeah, okay. So it was mine. And so, see, you're thinking tactically. You just want to you want to approach. You want to change all of your eating all at once so you can start losing the weight. Um, I think that's completely wrong. I would suggest focusing on your worst habit, you know, because that evening habit of your snacking is probably responsible for 30 of the pounds extra that you're carrying, I bet, if I had to guess, just without knowing anything else, you know, I bet that that evening, evening is a real, why don't you measure the calories you eat on a typical evening when you're not losing weight and see, I bet it's up in the 500 to 1200 calorie range, I bet, who knows? Um, are you delivering hypnosis sessions? How can we connect? Um, okay, so here's the deal. I don't, I, I have a, a phrase that I say in my program 10 million times, and I think it's crucial to weight loss is that action is rewarded. Unfortunately, with weight loss, no one spontaneously just loses a bunch of weight and says, oh, this is great, I'm gonna keep going. You gotta make the decision first. You gotta take action first, and then you're rewarded. This is the biggest challenge with weight loss is the time factor, right? Because if you could eat well today and be 20 pounds lighter tomorrow, Losing weight would be easy, right? You should be so motivated, you couldn't wake, wait to wake up tomorrow. But the problem is there's a time frame there, right? You're not sure how long it's going to take. Um, so anyways, I'm gonna, my point is that a lot of people with weight loss, they just get emotional and they just want to join a plan. So my plan, you got to take some action first. 
and then you're rewarded. So the first thing you got to do if you want to find out about my programs and my services is uh, you have to watch that 30-minute training. Okay, so it's a free training, three steps to master your weight. It'll break it all down. Um, you can get to it right from my, my bio. There's a link right to it. Uh, programyourselfthin.com forward slash three steps. Number three steps. No spaces. And um, if you can put your name and email address in there, <laughs> then go to the page and click the play button and watch the training for a half hour, then you can find out about my program. And so, yeah, there's a, a lot, bunch of hypnosis. It's the most complete weight mastery program on the planet. No question about it. Someone says, I gained 40 pounds in six months. My hormones are out of control. Candida autoimmune. Yeah, so the lifestyle piece is even more important to you. Don't know where to start. Yeah, I get it. People don't know where to start either with the weight loss because it's like you're trying to do it all at once, you know? And um, yeah, so you, you got a challenge here, Cookie. I get this, right? But yeah, the lifestyle piece is huge. Yeah, I always say this too that now again, I do a lot of videos and people will invariably say, well, easy for you to say you're, you're not in menopause. Be a menopausal woman and let me know what you think. But my whole career has been helping menopausal women lose weight. So I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> you know, like I silly watch a woman after a woman who was in menopause, postmenopausal lose weight. So I think a lot of times what happens with menopause, hormonal issues, metabolic disorders is that it reveals an unhealthy lifestyle a lot of times. And so I think a lot of people don't really know how much is the physical issue and how much is the lifestyle, you know? So I would suggest, I mean, I think I don't even have, well, I got, I got some, um, cholesterol issues, you know, but I've cleaned up my lifestyle to a tremendous degree. So now I know it's a phys I know it's genetic cholesterol because I've, I've changed a lot of stuff. So I'm sure of that, but I think a lot of people aren't sure with their lifestyle. So anyways, someone says you're awesome. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Um, mine too. I allow myself a grapefruit or 10 almonds at night and then tons of water. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea, that's perfect. What are some high fiber foods? Okay. I mean, the thing about high fiber foods, and I don't like to say them out loud because then you can get bored, but it's usually fruits, vegetables, um, you know, like brown rice grains that are more in their whole state. Like that's why I eat Ezekiel bread as opposed to like white or wheat bread because white and wheat bread is made out of flour, right? And so it's, it's, it's it removes part of the, the wheat and um, the, the healthiest parts and uh, then they pulverize it down. So it turns into a powder. So it absorbs in my body instantly, you know? So the Ezekiel is sprouted. And so um, it doesn't, it's not absorbed as quickly. You know, so there's another one, but yeah, vegetables, fruits, uh, natural foods, basically, you know, those are all high fiber foods. Um, someone says, how's that working for you? I've tried everything, but always end up eating loads. Yeah. Um, carrots. Yep. Carrots are good. Definitely. Um, so let's see. Let me see here. Let me see here. <laughs> carrots. Unfortunately, I ended up eating like a car a kilo of carrots. Haha, uh, -ha, I don't like carrots, but I hired a nutritionist and she helped me cut sugar and carbs. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Um, and in, I, I, I think there's always a place for like nutritionists and dietitians, and I'm always appreciating what they're doing. But again, I do feel like I, I, it, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. You know, it's like I've been obsessed with weight for 30 years, and I just find like the biggest missing piece of the weight loss mastery puzzle is the mindset piece you know no one teaches that in any accessible way you know so i i, I what i've done for 20 years well, 30 years myself i did for 10 years and then i started doing professionally and it's like the missing piece is like how can what are some practical strategies to stay motivated to eat differently you know to actually do it because it's enough everyone knows what they should and shouldn't do to some degree 
pretty much most of the way. The problem is getting yourself to do it. And that's the inner game of it, you know? So again, I'm glad that they helped you out, but it always comes down to this mental game, you know, even to the goal, right? So I'll tell you like in my program, right? The first thing we do, you start with the mindset piece and uh, the weight mastery blueprints I'm talking about. And uh, the first thing you do is the motivation piece, you know, like literally, like you don't even know how to motivate yourself. You know, and so it's not that hard. You know what I mean? Like I, I take you with that through, I call it the motivation matrix. And um, the, the level one is like how to use pain and pleasure specifically. And the second part is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. But then once you get through the motivation, you actually want to do this. The work really starts with your self-image, defining who you want to be. It's not enough. So I've had so many conversations with people who've lost the weight and then put it back on. And I said, well, what happened? You lost the weight. What was going on? And it almost gets summed up. It's all the answer is almost always some version of, I didn't feel like myself. And you're always going to live up or down to your self-image, how you think about yourself. You may not like the weight, I believe that, but you're familiar with it. You're comfortable with being a person who struggles with their weight, most likely. And that way of getting on in the world is familiar to you. And so I'm telling you, one of the biggest shifts you need to make, that's why I always say like my approach to weight mastery is an inside out process. The opposite of what most people are doing. Because most people aren't thinking of anything that's going on inside. They just think I'm going to force myself to eat differently, act differently, and then I'll lose weight and then I'll become a thin person. That's not what happens, right? You know this, folks. <laughs> you, you, all, you were all telling me you put weight on, you, you lost weight, and then you put it back on. How's that happening, right? I, I mean, because again, you have this, image of yourself as being an overweight person who struggles to lose weight, or you imagine yourself to be this thin, healthy person who's able to master and control their weight. It's probably not that one. And that's got to be part of the process. It's the most important part of the process. You know? Um, <laughs> for one year in Mars. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, most people haven't got the discipline to stay in a calorie deficit to lose body fat. Yeah, I agree. But listen, here's the secret to calorie deficits. Okay, and you need to create a caloric deficit, which I don't like that because caloric deficit is always referencing a higher, this is the problem you have with weight loss. You're always saying, I wanna lose weight. So when you think about you wanting to lose weight, what are you referencing? You're referencing your overweight self. You're referencing your current self that you don't like, and you're saying, I wanna be something different. Your whole process of losing weight is based around what you don't wanna be. I don't wanna be overweight. I don't wanna keep eating this shitty food. I don't wanna feel bad about myself. It's all about what you don't want. And we call that problem-oriented thinking. It's all about the problems, all of it. Pillar to post, your whole entire weight loss process is based around problems. And the real answer, in my opinion, is to become obsessed with solutions. And it starts, the very core of that is who you want to be, how you wanna live, how you wanna think, who you wanna be in your life, the parent you wanna be, the partner you wanna be, the employee you want to be, the family member you want to be, the friend you want to be, right down to the core of it. Who do you want to live as? Who do you want to be in this life that you have? That's the core of it, in my opinion, you know? And then the weight just becomes almost a side effect of that, you know? But it's a, it's a different thing. So so the, the secret of creating the caloric uh, deficit is uh, calorie density, you know, volume of food eating, right? Um, it's not enough just to cut the calories. Because what a lot of people think when they want to lose weight is they think I just need to eat as little as possible. And that's another way to say I need to be as hungry as possible and not eat. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, 
You ever feel like when you're trying to lose weight that you feel like you're fighting against yourself? Well, you are. <laughs> um, in a number of ways. But physically, you're fighting against yourself. Think about this, okay? As soon as you stop eating, every cell of your body starts screaming for nutrition. And what happens is your brain, your visual system starts zooming in on every little food that's around you. You start smelling food. It's like you get enhanced senses. You start smelling everything. You can hear the crackle of bacon two houses down. It's like, good luck. Good luck. That's the, that's the strategy you want is to starve yourself so you're absolutely obsessed with food. All you can think about and notice in the world is food because that's what it feels like, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, so again, I'm not going to go into it here, but calorie density and volume of food, you can look at volumetrics, right? Long story short is you can reduce the calories in your food while you still eat the same volume of food, because a lot of what makes you feel satisfied and full is the volume. Okay. So if you eat a cookie this big, hundred calories, and I eat a salad this big, hundred calories, this salad's going to create more satiety, more fullness in me. Because part of what makes you feel full is your stomach stretching. So the salad stretches out the stomach. And then it goes into the intestines and it fills the intestines up more. You have a thing called the ileal break that signals your body. Say, oh, we've had enough. We're good. Okay. So fiber, volume of foods, these are the things that are going to make you feel satisfied while you reduce the calories. This is how you lose weight without becoming absolutely obsessed with food. I don't know how you become obsessed with food and lose the weight. I couldn't do it. You know, I did it as a raw foodist. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight when I was doing raw food, but I, it was no way sustainable. I never would have been able to keep that up. I was absolutely obsessed with food. I'll tell you, the point when I realized it, I remember I was driving to work one day, just a regular day, and I thought to myself, what am I going to do when I get a promotion? If I get a promotion, how am I going to celebrate? I was thinking like this all day and night, constantly about food. I was fantasizing about it, imagining scenarios in the future. So if that's how you think you're going to lose weight, I, I don't know. You know, I just don't know. Someone says, the thing is my body fat percentage went from 16 to 34%. Someone tell me what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, bodies change. But again, I, I would love to... Oh, well, so let me mention this. I, this is something I meant to, meant to mention anyways. If you want to work with me, I will do a coaching session with you. Okay? And, uh, but we will videotape it. So I don't know if you're that type of personality, but I will literally work with you one-on-one. -on -one. We'll videotape it, but I will work with you and I will coach you um, with whatever the biggest challenge you have is. And if you want to do that, just email me. You can go to my bio. Um, there's an email link. I'm a gym at programyourselfthen.com. Completely free. Now, you're going to give me, you know, again, it's, it's so I can use it as a video and put it up as a podcast so people will see it. If there's any personal stuff that comes up you want me to cut out, we can do that. But, you know, we're going into it with the understanding that you'll let me use that video. But if that's you, um, please email me. We'll set that up. Someone said, I have a vision. Make a plan and take action. Great. Super. An evening snack went from 250 calories to about 600 K calories. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, that's a big difference. You know, night after night, that's a huge difference. Someone says, yes, I used to not have to worry about what I ate or exercise, and I had to change my diet exercise. Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of getting older. It, that does seem to be the case that our body can't keep it up. A lot of people think of their bodies as if they're not changing. You need to think of your body, unfortunately, like a car. It's got miles on it, <clears throat> and that's affecting the systems. Now, you should use that as motivation because if you've been eating lots of sugar for a long time, that's a very negative effect on your body, and it has a systemic effect. It's affecting the systems. They can't operate as well as they used to. So this should be part of your motivation to make these changes, I hope. Someone says, I noticed my mood's a lot different since cutting out calories. I'm not. I'm a lot angrier and drowsy. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how much you're cutting. You know, it might be a huge... Again, the average person in America, they're getting a little better with this, but the average person's starting day one on their diet and cutting out 50, 60% of their calories. And it's just... It's like, a, I want to learn to play the piano I've never played before, and I want to learn as fast as possible, so I'm starting to play it eight hours a day. Great plan until you get to day two and your hands are like this, they're crippled up. You know, I mean, it just makes no logical sense. But I don't know what you're doing, Joe. So I, I don't know your specifics, but very common that that's what people do. Um, oh, will that go away? It could, it could not. I don't know. Like my, it, when I was a raw foodist, that wasn't going away. I was obsessed with food and I could feel it. I could feel it not going anywhere. You know, and since I became more strategic and worked with myself and slowed down what I was doing, focused on mastery. Now I, I never think about food. I'm always satisfied. I'm, I'm rarely hungry, and um, well, I'm a lot happier. And, and the drowsy thing. Listen, you you don't understand this, but you got to think of your willpower like a muscle. We have the tendency to think about willpower as a non-physical thing. It is a physical thing. Your willpower is a physical process run by your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is one of the most energy um, intensive parts of your body. So metaphorically, it helps to think of your prefrontal cortex, your willpower, like a muscle. If you ran a marathon, you intuitively understand that that's gonna use a lot of energy in your body. When you think a lot, when you use a lot of willpower, when you diet and force yourself to eat differently and to make all these new decisions, it's very tiring. That's why you get drowsy. It's like, I use this example, that if you've ever traveled like to a foreign country on vacation that you've never been to before, that's kind of like what it feels like to diet because you have to be very conscious, right? You don't know where to get the coffee. You don't know where to get your paper. You don't have any routine to fall back on. So everything you want to do takes a lot of cognitive energy to figure out and it's tiring. That's what a diet feels like. You're not designed to diet. It's it's a it's a very unusual state of being, and uh, hey, it don't work. <laughs> so I don't know. It may or may not go away. I don't. It depends how you're doing it. You know, if you're being strategic, it'll go away eventually. But you know, if if you're just trying to restrict calories crazy, then maybe it won't. You know, honestly. So that's how I say. Someone says I'm an RD and love listening to you because you make so much sense. Well, thank you. I always like when we get the um, official people in here with the because I'm my degree is in finance and investments, my college degree. And then I went and got certified as a hypnotist, neurolinguistic programming trainer, uh, yoga instructor, strategic coach. Um, but I, I don't have a degree in diets or nutritionists. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a personal trainer. Um, but again, I just, I come at it from, a, I think like the most, the biggest hole. <laughs> and it's like, it's such a hole and no one even describes it. The biggest hole in your weight loss game is your mindset piece. What's How are you working with what's in between your head? You know, it's like, you know, you know, it's the biggest part, but it's like no one talks about it. So it's like you can't see it. it's not well defined. So it's hard for you to like recognize it. But thank you. Thank you, Quincy. I appreciate that. Um, if mindset is a huge part, how do we stay positive while trying to lose weight? Um, well, right off the bat. OK, uh, you're not going to like this, Joe, but I got to do it because it's like no one likes it when someone gets nitpicky with their semantic with, with the words they're using, you know. But um, I'm just going to take apart the sentence because it's it just it's evidence of what I'm talking about, okay? Because that statement you said is screaming at me because what, I'm a hypnotist, so I think about how words impact your subconscious mind. I, I don't think about how you consciously because listen, we all consciously we don't need any more information. You consciously know you want to lose weight, you know what you should do, you know you should do it, you're trying to get yourself to do it. There's no more conscious information I could give you about this, okay? So everything I'm thinking about is how it's landing subconsciously. Okay. And so when you say 
if mindset's a huge part, how do we stay positive while trying to lose weight? Okay. So the word trying is always this huge flag. So if I told you, if I come in the room and I say, I tried to close the door, is the door open or closed? It's open. I tried to do it. Try is a word that implies failure. Okay. So right off the bat, this is how most of you are talking about weight loss at this point. I'm going to try and lose some weight. That is like the shittiest level of commitment possible. That's kind of like, I'm going to try and lose weight. And if I magically lose 10 pounds this week, then maybe I'll keep going, which is another way to say you're very conditional with your weight loss. If you do it and you lose some weight, then you're going to be motivated and you'll keep going. If you do it and you don't lose the weight you thought you should have, it's very likely you're going to stop because you feel discouraged. Okay. So right off the bat, your level of commitment to this whole process is very, very low. And that's because you undervalue it. You know, that's why I say like my program is like a college course. It's like a compressed college course into eight weeks. But think about college, college, like you do it and you make a commitment to it. You know, it's going to be hard, but you are investing in the plan they have for the four years to get you the degree, the support right? I know it's going to be hard. So if it's hard, I've got support systems going to help me get through it. And you know, you're going to end up in a place, right? But most people approach their weight loss as if you're going to get your degree from like Coursera. If you ever heard of that, it's a course, it's a, a site online. You can take like classes from Stanford, Hartford, Harvard. You can literally get your whole college education from the best colleges in the world, but you got to do it yourself and it's free, but you've got no commitment to it. There's no support. There's no, there's no real you're not really part of it, you know? And this is how you're approaching your weight loss. You're just dabbling in it. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, let me see. You're just in your own head. You're not even telling people, you, what are you doing? You don't even have a real plan. I'm going to cut carbs. That's like, you know what I mean? That's like, I'm going to come play the piano. Well, how? I'm just going to hit the keys. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it's such, it's such an inadequate plan. It's not even a plan. I'm going to cut carbs. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it sounds so easy. I'm just going to play the piano. I'm going to hit, I'm going to tickle the ivories. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll just see, see how you're doing in a, a couple of weeks. Let's see how it's going. You know, well, it's not going to go well <laughs> because I'm going to go to sit down and tickle the keys. It's going to sound like shit. And I'm going to say, well, this sucks. This sucks. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm not, I don't know what to do. And that's what you're experiencing when you try and diet. You, you know, you should tickle the keys, <laughs> the ivories, but you don't know how to get yourself to the place of knowing nothing to having a complete structure and system in place. So again, let me just point out my plan, right? So the first thing you do is you learn this one minute hypnotic technique, how to program yourself. It's really two techniques, a redo and rehearsal technique. You use this at night to learn from your mistakes. God forbid, imagine you learn from your mistakes when you want to lose weight. <laughs> Imagine you make a mistake and you actually grow and evolve from it instead of making a mistake and say, oh shit, bah. catch me in a couple months when I get remotivated, right? So you got to learn to use your mistakes and grow from them. So the first step is you learn how to redo the day, fix the one mistake, and then you rehearse tomorrow. Now you, there's a bunch of stuff embedded in this, but that's that. Then you go through this 60 page workbook, which is your weight mastery blueprints. You start with the mindset piece. The mindset, six categories. It's your motivation. Do you know how to motivate yourself? No, here you do, right? And then you learn your self-image. What's the real goal here on the inside out? Who do you want to be? How do you want to think? Who do you want to live as? Um, then there is your habits. Do you really understand the neuroscience of habits? Yeah, you might want to look into that because what are you doing? You have no idea about your habits and you're just using your willpower to try and force yourself to act different. It, there's no strategy there, which is why you're getting shitty results. Um, then once we figure that out, then we move on to the emotions. Your main way of feeling the emotions that you like and not feeling the emotions you don't like in life is probably through food. You probably use food emotionally to do that. 
And so you can't do that, right? Because <laughs> if, if using food is your best strategy for dealing with your emotions, you're always going to struggle with your weight. And so you need to learn how to feel the emotions you want and deal with the unpleasant emotions in a genuine way that has nothing to do with food. That makes weight mastery a lot easier. Then we move on to thinking. Do you know how to think like a thin person? No, you don't. And so do you understand mindsets? Do you understand growth and fixed mindsets? Do you understand problem solution oriented thinking? Do you understand your internal dialogue? Do you understand, you know, um, power language, transformational grammar? So there's, again, there's nuts and bolts of it. And then there's finally this maintenance. Right? How are you going to maintain this? Never mind maintenance when you get to your goal weight. You've got to maintain from day one to day two, week one to week two. Do you have any strategy for how to stay on track when you feel like shit, when you're stressed out, when your life's falling apart? You don't. And once you do, now you're now you're in the game. Do you understand? Now it's like I'm learning piano. Oh, well, now I've worked on scales. Now I'm working on chords. Now I'm working on my timing. Now I'm working on my ear training. That's learning piano. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to sit down and play. Goofy. And that's what you're doing with the diets though, you know? So that's the mindset blueprint. Then we move on to the lifestyle blueprint. Again, those eight habits. What are they? And how can you implement them into your life in a practical way? Okay, not to overwhelm you, but a practical way. And then there's the eating strategies. You know, real, genuine eating strategies that are built around you. How about that? How about anyone that's on this that's still on it? If you've been working on your weight for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, and you don't even have a clue of what a mind, a meal plan is that's built around you, that should let you know that diets suck. Because if it's a plan that's not built around you, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to tell you my meal plan because I built it for me. It's what I like. It's not what I love. What I love is eating pizza and burgers and chips and cookies and ice cream and meatball grinders and you know what I mean? Like that's what I want to eat all day, but I have a deeper goal. I want to be healthy. I want to be alive as long as I can. I want to be with my kids. I want to have the energy to be the person I want to be. I want to grow up my wife and have good times and play with our grandkids and have lots of energy and run a successful business. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, so that outweighs my desire to, you know, tantalize my taste buds, you know? So uh, anyways, that's the eating blueprint. It's a blueprint though. It's a strategy. And it's so it's like, again, I'm trying to point out you have zero strategy. You have one tactic, which is use willpower to force yourself to follow the plan of the day you're following, you know, and it's so superficial and so inadequate. And that is why you're not getting the results. Do you understand? It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because your strategy is pure shit. <laughs> and that's what's reflecting. And then the final piece of my program, once you have the, the, all that, you're simultaneously, you start day one. My program's delivered through the phone. So it's like every morning when you wake up, there's a little message right there for you. You click it and it brings you to a five minute hypnosis session. You start your day within 30 minutes, you're relaxed, you're calm, and you're programming yourself, your subconscious mind to be thin, to be healthy, to be happy. And you're doing this through installing these mantras. And then at night, you have another session. This one's 10 minutes and it's a sleep gnosis session. You can listen to it and just go to sleep. There's no count out. And then there's one that kind of takes you out of it. But each week you get a core weight loss mantra. You know what I mean? Embedded in your mind. And so, and then there's a hypnosis library with other, you know, a bunch of other stuff. But I, I say this to you, I'm not, I'm not, never mind my program. I'm just saying, I'm pointing out that there's a way more robust approach to mastering your weight than you've ever even imagined. You know what I mean? Um, so when you try, when you say how to stay positive while trying to lose weight, I would, the first thing I would say to you, Joe, if I was working with you is, nah, 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 nah. are you trying to lose weight or are you going to master your weight so you can live at your goal weight forever? What are we doing here? Right? Because how the hell are you going to stay positive trying to lose weight that you know you're not going to lose? 
Why would you stay positive? Do you know what I mean? Like, why would you stay positive trying to do something that's not going to work? You know, it, it's like, cause you've, you've set it up. Of course, you're not going to stay positive. It's, it's, you know, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, the diets don't work. So yeah. So right off the bat, you need to describe a different outcome and a different process. And that immediately, if you don't feel positive with that, you see what I'm saying? If, if it doesn't, if you don't feel more positive saying, you know what, I'm going to commit to mastering my weight. I'm going to figure out how to think like a thin person, how to live like a thin person, how to eat like a thin person. And I'm going to master it. And I'm going to master it using these tools because I know that these are the things that are controlling my weight. And I don't give a shit how long it takes. I'm, I'm one hundred submitted to this because I want to live longer. I don't want to deal with type two diabetes. I don't want to deal with heart issues. I don't want to be feel like I'm overweight and I don't feel good about myself. I don't want to live that way anymore. So I'm committing to this. <laughs> when I say it that way, do you feel a little more positive? Yeah, of course, right? Do you do private sessions? I do private sessions, but they're it's 20, it's twenty five grand to work with me. So probably that may not be the answer for it for most people. I understand this. I and I don't even have any spaces now, anyways. But listen, in my program, you work with me directly anyways. I have my weight loss. Imagine this. So I just told you what the program was. But then every Tuesday and Thursday, we have live office hours where you work with me. Imagine that. right? So you're not just on your own on an island trying to do this. You know, it's like I literally walk you through the process. All right. Um, so, yeah, we get to a couple questions. I got to get out of here, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm emailing you. would love to have a session. Yeah, great, Andrea. Yeah, I'd love that. Cool. Um, just thought I'd let you know. What's that one say? Can we have an online hug? I just think you're so inspiring. Your videos are making me happy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hug it out. Hug it out. I love that. That's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying this. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, cool. All right. We got to the end of them. All right, everyone. I, I got a little, little worked up today, but that's okay. So yeah, if you want to take this further, go check out the video, right? Go watch the training I put together for you. Um, if you can make it, <laughs> I'll tell you that the main drop off points, first you got to go and you got to click the button, right? They go to the page. Then you got to put your email address, your name and your email address in there and then hit the, the go button. And then you're brought right to the page. The video is right there. But then this is where the biggest drop off. You have to hit the play button, right? And then you got to sit there and watch it for 30 minutes. But, um, if, if you do that, again, it, it'll, it'll go a little more detail what we're talking about, and it'll give you a different perspective on how to make this happen. Remember, it's not you. It's the strategy you're following, okay? You can get better results if you do something different. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So go watch that training, all right? And if you have any questions about what you're seeing, email me, right? I'm here all the time. I'm doing these lives all the time, these podcasts all the time. And again, if you want to do a, a private coaching session with me, um, I'll work with you literally one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to tape it, okay? So other people can watch it. It's going to be very compelling when people watch me work with someone because I'm, I'm approaching from a different angle than you're ever imagining weight. So, I, so I'm going to point things out and help you in ways that you probably not have no idea about. Okay. Um, so if you want to do that, just email me, jim at programyourselfton.com. All right. Um, so everyone, have a great, great day and we'll talk soon. Goodbye.